Good morning. I hope that you are well. This is day 82. Depending upon where you're coming in at, today is March the 23rd on our Bible reading plan starting from January the 1st. Oh, what a passage today. Wanted to remind you before we get started here to um, make sure that you watch the video in the show notes and keep sticking this out with me. You know, there's a part of what we've been doing and the process of life and the seasons of life. We're in New Jersey here and, you know, for some reason I always think that I'm the only one that has like, you know, rough patches or seasons, weeks here and there, you know, (laughs) where everything is just, I'm just exhausted and everything catches up with me. And I think the time change always really does a little bit of that to everyone, you know, in some kind of way or fashion. Um, A lot of times jobs pick back up again. It's springtime. There's a lot more needing to be done around the house. The kids are starting, you know, kids are getting back into doing wrestling and baseball's starting again and all these Things that are kind of back into the normal swing of stuff. And uh, these past couple of weeks have been really hard for me. They've just been really hard. And I was talking to a good friend last night. And uh, one of the reasons why I started doing this daily reading was really for myself. And I think what I've learned over the past couple of weeks is that I don't have a lot of overflow if the rest of my life gets really crazy and busy. And it's hard for me to even record these secondary podcasts. So yeah, like there, you know, it's, it's a time thing. I have a certain amount of time in the morning that I set aside and I like to get home and be with the kids and my son goes back to school and all that kind of funness. But, um, you know, devotion for me as a pastor and the thing that I know that the Lord's calling me to do, um, I don't do so well when I'm forced to to do it and it's not overflow. And so not all the time, but you know, this, this long past stretch and we had a lot going on, you know, I shared a little bit that we were working on the parsonage and we have lots of other things, but it just reminded me in my, in the reading today and from the conversation last night, the Lord kind of shown me or is showing me, um, how important it is to continually heed him and not to just assume. And I think that's where I get myself in trouble. Just like Saul did here, I think. You know, there's this there's this place of assuming that we're able to handle whatever it is in front of us. That because we were able to do this last year, we assume that we'll be able to do it this year. Or we assume that because the Lord wanted us to do this thing, then we assume that he wants us to do the thing that's in front of us. And so, you know, for me... Oftentimes, I kind of get myself in the same trouble. And I was just really particularly um, caught this morning by 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 22 and 23. And, you know, this is one that I always come back to, right? Whenever I'm teaching through it, I, I use this verse often sometimes actually in my sermons on a you know, a semi-consistent basis. I'm not saying I use them all the time, but has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And what really has happened here is Saul just assumed 
that what God wanted him to do before is what God wanted him to do here. And he didn't heed the voice of the Lord. And, um, you know, in our church moving forward here for the season, um, I, I sometimes I like to do kind of like a yearly vision or a yearly statement that kind of keeps us on track or where I kind of feel like we, we need to be heading um, above and beyond our normal, like, who are we as a church, which is just that one authentic family on mission. But this year in particular, I just had two words in mind. It's simplicity and overflow. Simplicity and overflow. And I think that for me, this podcast is almost directly telling of those two words, the simplicity of simply read the word, right? It's like simply be consistent with spending time in God's word, even when it doesn't feel good, even when it's exhausting, even when you have a lot going on, this needs to be the priority. It's 20 minutes a day. So what? And then the overflow part though, really is only able to come when simplicity is had. And I lose the overflow when I forget about and assume the things in front of me and not that I am or I'm not supposed to do them or I was or I wasn't. I'm not, I don't really get caught up in a lot of that. Water is under the bridge. I'm more of like a today and tomorrow kind of guy. You know, I look back, okay, I I know this is today, right? We had it and you can see it in this podcast. I mean, it was I it's been a long time since I've done a part 2. I did I did one maybe a week ago and before then it was 2 or 3 weeks because I was renovating we were renovating this parsonage and I was literally spending 12, 13, 14 hours a day sometimes all week long working on the parsonage and somehow then coming over here and simply trying to keep that simplicity of reading the word here. And I realized when I was talking to the good friend of mine last night, who is, uh, I always like to have some kind of a coach or a, just a really good friendship of someone that would consistently know me, know my heart, know my desires and kind of help keep me on track. And, and I realized I hate that I haven't done part twos because the part twos I know are a direct relation to whether or not I have overflow. And when I don't have overflow, I don't like it because what it really means is there's something lacking in my soul sometimes. And, you know, we all have seasons like that. I think everybody goes through that. You know, I sort of mentioned in the beginning, the daylight savings time and things just transitioning. There's always that in a transition period, what is going on and how is it going on and why is it? And and I'd like to be as real as possible. And in many ways, I was, you know, almost kind of down on myself. Like, why are you not doing a part two? And I'm just sitting here this morning going, thank you, Lord, because you're still pointing me to some of the same things that you're still trying to, not trying, but you are changing in me and you're shaping in me and you're making me a better uh, son of yours and you're making me a better husband and you're making me a better father. And he does that through the seasons of life. 
and sometimes there isn't going to be overflow. But I think the passage this morning for me in this first Samuel, you know, 15 to 17, and I would love to sit here. I mean, David, what a story is the beginning of David's anointing, really the Lord anointing him for the role that God has placed on his life and the way in which God uses him in his faithfulness. I mean, what a, what a clear, um, you know, mirrored picture. You have Saul here who rejects God's word and not that he even rejects it. He's just doing what he's always done before and assumes that what God really wants and desires is his sacrifice. And so he just takes what he does, does what he needs to do, and then he brings his sacrifice, assuming that that's all that God desires. And Samuel says, has the Lord great as the as great of delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? Because the Lord did delight in sacrifices and offerings. They were the ways in which um, someone expressed their heart. It was an outward expression of their desire for cleansing from the sin. But ultimately... What we have here is a declaration that God delights more in obedience. He delights more in our walking with him. And obedience is not, is not always consistent. That's kind of hard, isn't it? I mean, it would be a lot easier in a way if we could just take the Ten Commandments and know that we can somehow apply those Ten Commandments to every circumstance in life. And when a circumstance come, came up, we knew exactly what it was that we were supposed to do when we were supposed to do it. But I think in here, I see the things that I think about. What God really desires is for someone that heeds him, someone that's in relationship with him, someone that's in covenant with him, that that we don't assume of God that he's going to do the same thing yes today that he did yesterday and that we won't assume that he's going to do the same thing tomorrow that he's doing today and really isn't that the way that we ultimately want you know relationship to be i mean think about kind of like the the one of the most fulfilling uh blessings of relationships you've ever had with another person Maybe even outside of your marriage. Hopefully you've had that inside of your marriage. But is there any kind of a relationship in your life where you go like that, like this is, this person is, you know, so close to me and I feel so free to be me and so connected with and so trusted and tr- and, and trustworthy and, and there's that, you know, and you think about that relationship and what is it? It's, it's a consistently being inconsistent it's a consistently walking through life together. It's a consistent heeding one another and and experiencing and wrestling through aspects of life together. And I think that that is what Saul missed here that David gets. And I and I believe we're going to see an even more clearer picture of this when um God labels David as a man after his own heart because ultimately it seems almost as if Saul's desire is to do the right thing and be great in the eyes of God. David's desire is to love God. He he just he loves him and he he wants to do good out of his love for him, but that doesn't always mean that every day is just as yesterday is. There's this 
there's this depth of desire and want and obedience and obedience to God one day may look different the next day. Um, I'll never forget. I, I always kind of tell this story and I think children do this. So if you have kids, I'm sure that you've had some kind of an experience um, likened to this. You know, I, I, I always remember asking my son to clean up his Legos. He loves to build things. And, um, and it was one of those days that, you know, it was like, I just am asking you to do one thing. I want you to just do this today. And I walked away for a brief period of time and I came back and Legos are still all over the ground. But in the middle of the Legos, Andrew, my son has built this, you know, I don't know, I guess it was a house for me. And, and, you know, I began with the, you're being disobedient you're going to have a consequence, you know, the the frustration that comes that we all deal with as parents. And he looks at me and says, but dad, I built you a house. And it was almost as, as if like in his mind, he assumed that because I love when he builds me things, and that's amazing. I love it when he does that. Ultimately, that period of time, that day, all I wanted him to do was clean his Legos up. And I almost, I always kind of read that kind of a scenario in here in this Saul instance. It's it's like God's telling Saul to do one thing. He goes and does it part way, finishes it out the way that he wants to or the way that he anticipates or thinks that God will want him to. Instead of approaching the Lord and obeying what God had already said. And because of that, he learns a very hard lesson And he learns that lesson with the kingdoms being ripped apart from him. And it doesn't happen right away, but it's a slow transition until the Lord is ready to anoint David into the position of king. And so, I don't know, maybe maybe that is the encouragement for today. It was an encouragement for me. I'm always reminded of the grace and the mercy of God, right? I mean, I look back at the past three weeks of this podcast and I go, man, I wish I would have just done something a little bit more because I feel like I maybe I lost some people. Maybe some people were getting frustrated or discouraged because they really enjoyed or wanted the second part of things. Or maybe people feel the same way that I was feeling and we were going through it. You never really know with with this sort of a thing. Um, but as I sit here this morning and I am reading this, you know, sometimes the Lord allows us to walk with him in different ways, to experience and learn and grow. And I think for me, I was just reiterated again of how important this, whatever you want to call it for me is this year, this simplicity and overflow. And in many ways, if I'm not getting the overflow, then there's probably something missing in my simplicity. And uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe the... Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord would bring you back to a different place? I'm I'm not sure. I hope that you're walking with him. I hope that you're engaging with God. I hope that you have days and weeks where you're not and you have to learn from those things and that those weeks are times that only reconfirm when you do turn back around and you face the the bright shining forthness of God again and it's like you you realize 
what had happened. You realize what you missed. You're learning, even if you feel like you've done the same thing over and over and over again, and it's some crazy cycle in your life that you once again have found the mercy and the grace and the love of God. And I hope that even even if that is the case, that you would be reading and realizing that as a covenant God with his covenant people, they did the same thing. And and I don't, I do see this call in the New Testament where ultimately the Lord wants us to be full of the spirit and walking in the spirit of God and leaving these, you know, leading these, these full of life lives. Um, but I'm also always reminded that even in the New Testament, though it reads much quicker, there were many weeks and months in between, even the book of Acts, where we read the, if you were to read the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, and the beginning of the church, you would think that those guys literally just, that the church woke up every morning and God was moving from sunup to sundown. And it just wasn't the case. He did miraculous things and he did them in a shorter period of time than what was normally previously to be had. But there were still days and weeks in between where there was just every day walking with him, every day learning, every day growing, every day coming before him and doing the consistent thing. And then every once in a while, the Lord showed up and did the miraculous. And, um, and so I wanted to, I don't know, maybe you need permission like I do sometimes that, hey, it's okay to not have overflow sometimes. Ultimately, we want to always be living in overflow. But if we don't have overflow for a season, what is it that prevented that overflow? What is the Lord trying to teach you about about the the ways in which you go about your life with him? Or what is he trying to teach you in the decisions that you naturally make and the things that he wants to redeem and shape and mold in you. Ultimately, we know that it always comes back to his order. We've talked a lot about that. It always will come back to God being um, the first and foremost. We, there's nothing wrong with ever placing uh, the desire to have a heart after God's own heart above all else. That will never be wrong. And then the outflow of those things. But when it comes to just the nitty gritty of everyday life, there are ups and there are downs, there are peaks and there are valleys. And if you think about it at the peak of that mountaintop, on your journey to the next peak, there's a process down, there's the depth of the valley and then the whole process up. And then at the very top, you enjoy the peak and it's sitting there. And I think that in many ways, redemption and salvation and restoration for us that God is doing in our hearts is is many times like those peaks kind of growing a little bit closer and closer and closer and I I don't know maybe that's maybe that's wrong I, I don't even I don't think it's theologically wrong but we you know you think about the wilderness wanderings it's like the Lord is not slack in personally and lovingly allowing us in the free will that he created in us to not violate it, but also to not let us go. So if God doesn't violate our free will and he lets us make the decisions that we want to make, we have the freedom to do that. And he, and he, he doesn't very rarely does God step in 
and not allow us to fully utilize and fully live in our free will. It's a part of what makes us human. It's a part of the beauty of him created us as being in his image. What he doesn't give us is the opportunity to pick and choose the consequence of the choices that we make. But he also is not slack in his mercy and his love in working all things out for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purposes and plans. So for me, it's a, hey, the past couple of weeks, simplicity, overflow, there wasn't any overflow. And why wasn't there any overflow? And maybe there was overflow, but it was overflow into the wrong places. And how do you regain order again? How do you regain structure again? And it's, well, it's by simply remembering the promise that each day his mercy and his grace are new and that the Lord is not slack in bringing us to salvation, that he's using us. He has good works prepared beforehand for us, that seasons of life are things that he created, that he knows that we need rest, that he knows that we are not um, gods in our own right and are able to handle things that we think we're able to and handle. And so he has pity on us and love towards us. And um, there's just, there's lots to be found there. So this is a little bit of a longer one. I don't know, maybe I was just going to share a little bit of where I have been and what I'm learning the past couple of days, more so here, especially as we kind of come upon this. But um, I don't know, is is there... Is there something in life that goes along with just the realities of everyday life because of those seasons that maybe you assume of God? I know that I do. I know that in times of needing things to get done, I know what I'm capable of. And more often than not, I rely on what I'm capable of to determine the decision of whether or not I do it than my seeking after and heeding the voice of God first and foremost to seek after what he would desire of me to do, not what I would assume he would desire of me to do. And so I want to encourage you in that today. Maybe that that word assumption uh, is one that would, would stick with you this morning. Hey, I love you. I thank you for joining me on this journey. I know that many of you are still here and following through. I wanted to encourage you if you've been in a little bit of a rut yourself, you keep going. It's okay to push through sometimes. It's okay uh, to come to our places. We are futile. We need rest. We make mistakes. We we walk on this journey. Our bodies get tired and then, you know, they change up times on us all the time. <laughs> it's just this, it's this battle. And just remember, this is, uh, this is not a playground. It is a battleground. And there is life to be had and there is life to be lost. And so um, keep on walking, keep on fighting, but in all of the battles of life that come about, make sure that you're consistently heeding the voice of God and you're not simply assuming more often than not. So heed the voice of the Lord. His desire ultimately is in obedience and obedience requires a listening ear, a humble heart before him, a quieted soul that is able to hear and see what the Lord is doing, has done, and desires to do. 
So hear that from him today. I love you, Lord willing. We'll catch you tomorrow. Be blessed.